Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. the center of the galaxy. This is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars Episode 85. I know normally we try to alternate now with the Star Wars rank following this, but uh, I've had, you know, I'll be honest with you. That's the basis of good broadcasting. An honest connection with the audience. Had a bit of a bad week. Look, 
it's it's what it is. There's worse things in the world and to those in Houston and those in, in, in Florida and, and the affected regions by these hurricanes. If you're listening, Godspeed, be safe. And I know sometimes people, I get messages, hey, even in, when the hurricane hit Houston, people listening to either Collider or Force Center going, thanks for the distraction. Uh, and that's a small service we can provide. But the uh, everyone is uh, thinking of everyone. So let's acknowledge that first, uh, that uh, I hope everyone is safe and sound and will be. Uh, it's a concern for all of us. But just a week I had, I wanted to record something else. I wanted to get, talk about uh, uh, Star Wars. I wanted to talk about Kylo Ren and a little bitter about it. I am bitter not about Kylo Ren. I'm bitter about some online activity. And I tell you what. I am pretty fortunate. I have a nice enough career, whether it was at Screen Junkie, Schmoes No, now at Collider, here Force Center, Knapsack Files, Daily Thrones on Anchor. I do a lot of things. I get to talk about the things I want to talk about, and I love it. And the fact that you guys are on for the journey is great. But I got to host Collider Jedi Council this past week with special guest Mr. Sunday Movies, Mark Ellis, Tiffany Smith on the show. Busy week. Obviously, with Colin Trevorrow being uh, asked to leave and him saying, good, I'm out of here, whatever's going on with episode nine, that's the story we're going to lead with. That's what we're going to talk about. And then we're, uh, you know, we're going to have time to talk about other things on Collider Jedi Council. We have about an hour to do it. Uh, we uh, shoot the show live, not a lot of pre-production in it. A lot of times it's just you sit down, you got a list of stories we're going over on the news, and we just go for it. Like, we, we don't... Um, we don't heavily produce the show. We just don't have time with the Collider schedule. Um, so a lot of times you're producing on the fly as the host, and you, we did not get into Kylo Ren. Some stuff have come about uh, Ryan Johnson's comments about Kylo Ren, him being a kind of a co-protagonist with Ray. And uh, coming up on Force Center on Tuesday with Joseph and Jennifer, it's going to be one of the news stories we're going to discuss. I absolutely want Jennifer and Joseph's uh, opinions and thoughts on it. I try to, on Spotlight Star Wars, since it's kind of a reactive uh, news-based, sometimes uh, headline-based show, monologue from me to you about Star Wars, I try to... Keep some things uh, from Force Center, the big show, the main show, to let uh, them, Joseph and Jennifer, have their voice heard. And also, uh, you know, I can handle it, handle the business there. So we might hear, we might talk about him. Um, but I uh, I have to address Kyler Rank because some people on the Internet, some of, some of whom follow me, um, and I'm thankful for that, some who don't. And they might be listening now. And it got me grumpy, but I'm not grumpy now. I want to talk about it. Kind of get we get oddly called out for quote ignoring and or refusing to acknowledge Kylo Ren fans and that we didn't understand the nuances of Kylo Ren because a lot on the panel what we did talk about of Kylo Ren was that we we kind of don't want to see him quote redeemed in Episode Eight or Nine we don't want any of that we 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 would like to see the story go in a bit of a different direction and not necessarily a, a quote, Darth Vader arc, our opinions. Um, and and, and I, just because of the week I have it and the, the, what, the, what's going on in the world and your mind's focused, I just, I know, I normally don't respond to negative tweets, um, but I got, well, I, don't, I wasn't too bad, I don't think, but uh, I had to address some of it. I had to address some of it because we here at Force Center, where I uh, am thankful I have uh, more time to address things, and, and Joseph, Jennifer, and I dig in a little deeper. Uh, this is where we're, we're afforded that time and ability. I I love Kylo Ren. 
I'm a Kylo Ren fan. I just moved in this new studio, uh, this, uh, this nice apartment. It's where my new studio is to record. I'm looking around. I got Darth Vader merchandise. I, I'm looking at two Vader Funko Pops. I'm looking at a Kylo Ren art piece. I just got a, a Kylo Ren Black Series a Starkiller base thing I ordered uh, to complete the one I had with Ray. And I'm a Kylo Ren fan on my desk at work at Collider. It's a Kylo Ren Black Series figure. I have two of them, two additional Kylo Ren Black Series figures hanging in my uh, second room here in the house. I'm a Kylo Ren fan, and I understand the nuance of them. I was one of the first to be on board with Kylo Ren following Force Awakens, where a lot of people laughed at him. A lot of people called him Emo Vader. A lot of that stuff. Bull roar, I say. Bull roar. I love it. Now, I giggled, I will admit, I giggled slightly when he took his mask off and he unfurled his long feathered hair in Force Awakens during the Ray interrogation scene. I, I giggled a little bit. A lot of people in the audience laughed. Outside of that, I love Kylo Ren. I, I am more of a fan now of Adam Driver than I was before The Force Awakens. And I am very interested in this journey of Kylo Ren and seeing him as the, quote, quote co-protagonist. Um, which is interesting. You know, he's not the antagonist. Snoke could be the antagonist. Hawks, the antagonist. The First Order itself. And the internal struggle of Kylo Ren could be the antagonist to his protagonist. Um, I like all of this here. I still, though, don't want to see Kylo Ren redeemed. Now, for... Um, for for you know a lot of people I hear that hey he and some of my colleagues you know he killed Han Solo I don't want to see the man who killed Han Solo redeemed and I understand that uh, that's Han Solo man not only is his father that's like a hero for all of us for generations upon generations of Star Wars fans and yeah um, I, I didn't like that Kylo killed him but I, I liked it in the story it made sense in the story but we're in the Star Wars bubble now this is a story discussion here. I like the idea that we are seeing a villain form and that this villain will, at the end of all of this, be formed. Now, I, if I had to put some money down, I think Lucasfilm will redeem Kylo Ren. I think they will take it in that direction. But I like, and I think Kasdan, Lawrence Kasdan talked about it, J.J. talked about it, Kylo uh, ran himself, Adam Driver talked about it. The, the Kylo Ren we saw in Force Awakens is, is someone who wants to be more evil than he is. He's, and he's not a wannabe. He is a villain in training. He is not fully formed. He is struggling. And The Force Awakens is Kylo Ren's battle with himself to commit to one side. And it plays out perfectly in that scene with Han Solo. Now, I was not surprised at all about Han Solo's death. In fact, I was sometimes, uh, I would call myself underwhelmed, at least in the first few viewings of The Force Awakens. It was Joseph himself who kind of gave me some Star Wars counseling on that. I didn't think there was too much of a sacrifice for Han initially, but I, I get it. And what he was trying to do to make his wife happy uh, out of choice, not just, oh, I'll make Leia happy and try to get Kylo back. No, he, he wanted to change and become uh, something uh, uh, bigger than himself again, outside of Han Solo. He Han Solo, uh, from Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens and all the stuff in between that's going on, and, and you see him in the Aftermath series, you see him in Bloodline, the great novel by Claudia Gray. You know, he's still the Han Solo we love, but the Kylo, the, the Ben Solo thing tears Han apart. And, and he, as they say in Force Awakens, we, you know, he and Leia, they kind of both went to what their 
good at and they hid in that. And Han Solo went back to his smuggler ways in a roundabout way. I, I don't think he was as bad as he was in his youth. Though we'll see what happens in the untitled Han Solo movie, how bad Han Solo really was. Um, and so his death wasn't shocking. We just, from an outside of story perspective, as a Star Wars fan, you just kind of knew Harrison would come back to end this the right way or end it on his own terms. The idea that Lawrence Kasdan was back to kind of close a chapter on a character he really helped uh, develop even more past A New Hope. It all made sense. And the moment, you know, the moment uh, he sees Kylo the second time, because he sees him on Takadona and doesn't do anything, but to see him on Starkiller Base, Kylo walks out onto the uh, the railing, uh, you know, well, actually, no railings on that pathway there. Han steps out, yells Ben, right then and there. I think even before then, 99% of the audience, maybe 90, all right, we'll say 90%, knew that was the end of Han Solo. But it's a beautiful shot scene. I really do like that. Even though I wasn't necessarily surprised and saw it coming, so to speak, once the moment, once you're in that moment, um, it's great. And I love what's going on with Kylo Ren. There's a great time, a moment where there's red. There's just red. It's on Kylo's face, and 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 then you the, there's a there's a blue hue on the other side. You split down the middle here, and and I thought. You know, it wasn't this big over-the-top screaming, going to kill you, Dad. It wasn't any of that. It was this quiet, I'm torn, I need you to help me. Now, I don't go for the theories that Han Solo ignited his own lightsaber, that he felt he could help his son by basically killing himself with his son's blade. I I, I, I could see why people might look at that and, and, and wonder, but I, I just don't go with that. That's not the Han Solo I know. But who knows? Maybe there's a different Han Solo to know. But I, I think Han, in that moment, would, would, to the very end, try. And I think he was trying to grab the blade from him. Um, but regardless, you know, Kylo makes this decision. And in that moment, for me, even though Kylo, uh, you know, Adam Driver himself, because I refer to Adam Driver as Kylo Ren like we all should, right? Uh, he is he is him. Um you know, we know that uh, there's still going to be an internal struggle. There's still going to be a debate going on with uh, with Kylo in Episode Eight, which I love, by the way. He's going back to Snow, complete his training, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I'm good. I love this stuff that's coming out. That Ryan Johnson's just saying, "Hey, you know what? Snoke is uh, Snoke is Snoke for now, and he's evil. You're not going to learn all all of what you need to know about him." I, I really, actually, am a fan of that. Though I'm curious myself. I'm curious who Snoke is, but I, I'm fine with not getting that answer, at least not getting that answer now. But I like the idea that Kylo's still going to be, crap, I killed my father, and I believe that's what I needed to do. That's probably what my master's been telling me I need to do, but it's not the case. It's not working. I'm still struggling. You know, it's the, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, uh, struggle of the soul sometimes. I've dealt with it in my personal life. I want out of this job. I need this job. Oh, look at this job. This job's going to make me better. Get the job. I'm still struggling. In fact, I feel even worse. So I love that. But I, I think I'd like to see, and this is the me personally quote I can throw in here. Someone should get that t-shirt. Um, me personally, I see... I see uh, this just the next step for Kylo to accept what's going on. I would like to see Kylo Ren complete the transition. I would rather see him, instead of being redeemed, instead of Rey going bad, 
and a double swerve where Kylo goes good, becomes Ben again, Ray becomes something else, which I think it's unlikely Ray goes dark. Maybe she goes dark for a time, but I see her ending kind of uh, on the on the good side of things where she started just because I think you need that. I think it'd be important. Not that not that uh, some of the younger fans you're reaching with Ray would suddenly not be inspired by her. You would always have Force Awakens if that was the case, if she switches at the end of eight or anything like that. But I just I just don't think you need necessarily to have Ray go, quote, bad. It might look cool, might feel cool, might be a different switch in the story. I get that. But I don't know if we need that. But I do like the idea that Kylo's just going to continue and that he takes out Snoke. Maybe he takes out Luke. Could you imagine if he's taken out Han, taken out Luke, Leia, God rest Carrie Fisher's soul, different story. I think that's going to end a different way than it might have been. I'd love to see some sort of mother-son reunion in this uh, that goes bad, not necessarily the way it went with Han, but, you know, fortunately that story might be affected. But I'd love to see Luke and Snoke fight. I'd love to see Luke and Kylo fight. But I I don't want Luke to die. I'm not one of those need-him-to-die-in-eight guys. I I, I think we'll see a Luke Force ghost at one point in the saga, probably in Episode Nine, but I don't think it happens necessarily now. But I would uh, be okay with Kylo completing the transition, struggling a little bit more. And then when he faces down Luke, his former master, he destroys him. I would love eight to end with Kylo as the last remaining big bad. Maybe he takes out Snoke later on, but maybe now he's in control. Hawks now works for him. The First Order is fully under his control. He completes the transition into being what Darth Vader actually couldn't be above his own master. That is interesting to me, and there's something in that journey that we're seeing. We call it, you know, co-protagonists, but that just means Kylo's got his story, and as we all know, every villain is the hero in his own story. So maybe maybe there's an arc with Kylo that as Rey's doing her stuff, forming herself, becoming a Jedi, or maybe what's beyond Jedi, if Luke is in fact the last Jedi and remains so. Maybe as that's happening, the other story is Kylo embracing his true darkness, questioning more about himself, and getting the answer back that, yes, I like being evil. Yes, this is what I wanted. Yes, I maybe choose to see... Some of the stuff Anakin Skywalker did before he became Darth Vader and maybe his redemption, maybe maybe Kylo doesn't want to hear that. Maybe the Acolytes of Beyond and Knights of the Round are like, don't worry about that part. Concentrate on that Vader that was uh, about to take out the Emperor and failed in that because then that would have been true peace for Darth Vader, being the number one, being the one in control. That would have been interesting, you know? Maybe that's what they're... Maybe there's some people are in Kylo's ear for that. Going into episode eight, coming out of seven, one of my predictions was a three-way battle, that there's a true right hand to Snoke, and that was Benicio Del Toro. And maybe Kylo wants to take out Benicio's character and who wants to take out Luke, and it's a three-way lightsaber dance. I don't think we're getting that, and I do not think... I'm putting money down. I do not think Benicio Del Toro is anything but who he says he is. Some splicer named DJ. 
That Funko Pop with the scars on the wrong side for Ezra. Do not watch. Uh, do not fall for the photoshopped, flipped version. Version. And that's if if if, if Benicio del Toro. Turns out to be Ezra Bridger. I don't know what my consequence will be, but I've lost that bet. I don't know. <laughs> I can't see it happening. I don't think it's that connected. There's other connections. Amelin, uh, Amelin, I, we have we. I, I'm sure there's a correct way to say it. I've lost it. Amelin Holdo, uh, Laura Dern's character, who is in Le- the Leia Princess of Alderaan novel. It's a great connection. Uh, halfway through, roughly halfway through that book, it's amazing. It's amazing. Scrimshaw, Land, and I are going to do a full breakdown on that and Rebel Rising in an upcoming, soon upcoming edition of Force Center. Um, so, going coming out of seven, that's what I thought. Kylo wants to impress Snoke. He wants to move forward, but he's got to fight another evil, and then and then uh, also take out Luke. So maybe some of that still remains. Maybe there's not another apprentice or a true right hand of Snoke. Maybe it's the Praetorian Guards and Snoke himself. And maybe that is Kylo's journey, and he's the protagonist of that story. The rise to being the antagonist in Nine. I could still see this coming down to Rey versus Kylo, the rematch. And is that derivative of the original trilogy? No. It's there. But that's something that would be part of this natural story. Ray faces Kylo. Force Awakens does a pretty damn good job. She's a natural at this. Your arguments be damned. But it's a it's a loss for Kylo, but not a clean win for Ray. And maybe that's the rematch. That's part of the story we're building to. Is Kylo wants to avenge that? Kylo sees no good in her, sees no need to redeem himself, sees none of that, just becomes the big baddie. And we follow him on that journey. And if it's played out, again, if he is the protagonist on the way to being the antagonist, then maybe in some way, much like, say, a Game of Thrones character, we can get behind him. Maybe we'd understand. Maybe... We look at Luke Skywalker and say, poor Luke, he was just trying to rebuild the Jedi Order and this Ben Solo punk goes bad and ruins it for everybody. Now, I'm not saying Luke is to be blamed for that. I'm not. But maybe, maybe there's something inherently wrong with the Order of the Jedi, which is some of the stuff that I think Lucasfilm had in the prequels. Jedi overall good. This giant organization of Jedi not necessarily great. Maybe some of that's at play. Again, not that we're going to root against Luke. We should not. I feel sorry for him already, and I understand his position, being a little grumpy and over it. But maybe we find out more. Maybe we understand a little bit where Kylo was coming from. So you will have Kylo fans. Again, I go to Game of Thrones because I think George R. R. Martin does such a great job. It's my other fandom of, of, uh, of interest, of high interest, uh, fandom that I study, a property that I study. And it's I go to Jamie Lannister. You hate him until you don't, until you start to understand where he's coming from, to where you at times find yourself just out and out rooting for him. Maybe that's Kylo. Maybe he's emo and you hated him. Maybe you wanted a bigger bad villain, but then he kills Han. Maybe you feel sorry for Kylo. But instead of that 
empathy and sympathy and forgiveness leading you to a point where you want Kylo to become good and dense in the light of the force. Maybe you're like, you know what, Kylo? You keep going. You keep being you. You go full Sith or full Dark Side or full Knight of Ren, whatever it may be. And maybe Kylo starts a rebirth of the Sith. Maybe it's Star Wars Episode Nine: Return of the Sith of the Sith of the Sith. Maybe that's what it is. We've had Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, nearly Revenge of the Jedi. Maybe it's Return of the Sith. I'll say it right. I would get behind that. I think that's actually more interesting. The rise of a pure evil. The rise of a true villain. Versus the rise of a villain who is now good. Now, I'm okay with that. I think, again, you're going to see Kylo Ren redeemed. I, I could see that happening. That the fate of the galaxy will fall under the shoulders of Rey and Kylo. And they have to fight together to save the galaxy. I could be okay with that. That's different. You know? Luke and, and Vader experienced that for a brief moment. They fought, they fought, they fought until they kind of, in a, in a way, had to come together. Vader had to save him, sacrifice himself to destroy the true evil in the galaxy. So maybe we get a bigger version of that, where it needs to be Rey and Kylo, side by side, not in love or not brother and sister, or not related, uh, none of that. Just Rey from Jakku, Kylo formerly Ben, side by side to help the galaxy. Maybe that's the journey, and I'd be okay with that. That's interesting. But I would like to see the rise of Kylo Ren, the birth of a big bat. That's intriguing to watch. We saw it with Anakin. But in the original trilogy, much like what Ryan Johnson is saying now about Snoke, when comparing him to Palpatine, Palpatine, you hear about the Emperor, and he's just the Emperor. Even though he always was Palpatine, going back to the, the New Hope novelization and notes and all that stuff, you didn't really, that, that came on, that came out later. That was later on. If you read the novels, he was the Emperor. Then he became Emperor Palpatine. Now he's Emperor Sheev Palpatine. And it's all well and good. But uh, that's what Ryan Johnson's saying about Snoke now. Hey, the Emperor showed up. You knew he was evil. That's all you needed to know. But in New Hope, Darth Vader shows up. The music cue will tell you. And his actions right after, Darth Vader's bad. We'll figure out the rest later. When New Hope ends, you're not thinking, I wonder if that Darth Vader guy is going to get redeemed. Now we see uh, the rise of uh, Vader in a way in the prequels. You may not like how it was handled. And there's definitely some moments I think it was not handled correctly or told properly. I will 100% agree with that, uh, even though I'm hashtag prequelist. But uh, Lucas took a swipe at telling that story of how a young farm boy, a slave kid of nine, can get to chase his dream of being a Jedi only to have it go horribly wrong and turn into this monster. 
And do we sympathize with them? Do you agree? But in a long way, they make them do horrible things like kill younglings because they really want you to, re- to remember he's Darth Vader. So maybe Kylo, maybe that's his journey. Maybe that's what we're watching now. We're watching the prequel of Kylo Ren just first. You know, it's interesting. It's a case study. I know some people uh, whose uh, wives or significant others or younger kids haven't seen Star Wars. Familiar with it, but not enough to where they're going to be spoiled by the big historic reveals. And so they watch episodes one, two, and three, and then go four, five, six. And each one of them has had interesting reactions at the reveal that one, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. One was just sad. My friend's wife was just, like, upset. Anakin, don't do it. Annie, don't do it. No, no, no. And then uh, later on, the reveal of, uh, you know, the father, even though you, you see it at the end of Sith, of course, but just, like, it added to the tragedy is my point. It's interesting. So maybe we're seeing that now. Maybe we're seeing that. Not that I think, I don't know if there's going to be an episode 10, 11, and 12. I actually don't know. The way it's going. And with all that drama, who knows? If it's just anthology films, after nine, we'll see. So anyways, there. I talked about Kylo Ren. I didn't ignore him. I love Kylo Ren. I love Kylo Ren fans. I have a Kylo Ren mug. I have a Kylo Ren sticker book. I have a Kylo Ren Snuggie, for God's sake. So if you're listening to me because you wanted to hear what I actually had to say about Kylo, I apologize for being grumpy, grumpy online. May you all be safe. And may Kylo Ren, if he's your hero, be the one guiding you home at night. That's Spotlight Star Wars for the week. Four Center is coming up here on Tuesday. we got a lot of things to discover, discuss and discover as we go into the director drama and give you our take, as only Joseph, Jennifer, and I can come together and do Data Bank Brawls, Star Wars Ranked. We'll have, we'll have all of that. But I wanted to get this off my mind. So that's it for Spotlight Star Wars this week. May that force thing kind of, sort of, always be around you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.